The Judas Cross, Chapter 2 Conrad stepped down from the bus, traversed across the street, and stood overlooking the green acreage as though it'd be some foreboding gentle. He was interrupted. Fair-sized square, that's in it, lad. Does thou know which patch is thine? The casual colloquial quips belong to the paymaster general. What has Conrad thought of him? The cabbage patch concierge. I say that, not really dressed for this kid, but again, other lad. Conrad felt as conspicuous as a car mechanic in a white-tied dinner suit. He cut back. Listen, my man, I'm not here to labour in servile serfdom. I leave the triviality of tilling to those who are willing to squander their short, precious gift of life to save but a mere shilling. Conrad shivered slightly as though he'd been skimmed by a shark. He had the distinct and easy feeling that he was footstepping into a folly. Sistra decided to become some queen of green, boring, born-again earth mother. Oh, growing mangy root crops and tie-dyeing her skin and clothing with beetroot juice. Oh, Lord, bring back the days of wine and promiscuity, thought Conrad. His sister had been through many a morph to emerge as a rather grey, mouldy-looking old moth, tattered and torn. He thought possibly her best days were as a liar, sort of a lesbian bisexual butterfly. At least then her girlfriends had been visibly acceptable. Now she just resembled some awful pagan druid in sackcloth. All the excitement seemed to have drained away along with the colour of her skin to a rather pale and pallid old maid. Panic Room Roger also looked anemic as they'd been fed on milk and kept in a cellar. He was a last resort husband for something sort of scabby from Scarborough. A computer nerd who moved at slow speed and had a delayed satellite speech impediment as he was transmitting messages from the moon. Conrad's sisters said it remotely admitted that Conrad had fried his fuses with LSD back in the uh, the days of being a Glastonbury gladiator. So this was it. Mm, Monday morning, shelling peas into a communal basket, drinking boiled Darjeeling dust. Wonderful. Still, had everything in place. Seemingly a safe haven, steady routine jobs with nearby school, Triple P perfect lifestyles. Oh, Conrad dreamed sometimes of owning one of those himself, but he knew it was far too late. It was a mystical land. He was a reckless soul. He'd no doubt end up wearing the hangman's noose as a pension necklace. As he thought, the system does not cater for the single men syndrome. It's only the family unit. Society now nurtures. A time of trail-blazing, pioneering spirits were over. The gunslingers were all dead and the lawmen, well, they were all fat and happy eating porn flesh in McDonald's. Looking across the nearby wood-burning fire that was crackling and roaring, where the two women also seemed feverishly busy with exertion, he asked his sister, who hadn't yet looked up. Who are those girls? They, my brother, are the Moonshine Girls.
everything they boil, everything that they grow. Hmm? Down into that still there. Hmm? And then either drink it or share it out with the rest of their beatniks. Yes, you know, sister, I'm not being funny, but that sounds a pretty good idea looking at this uh, mangy, moldy old fruit that you've uh, produced here. What would you know about growing anything but debt and deceit, brother, eh? Oh, sister of mine, please. I've sown enough seed to barren soils of sin to grow fields of forget-me-nots. You haven't a clue anything of cultivation, of any kind, just fast living. Fool. No doubt end up in a fatalised finish. Oh, dear God. What have you done? You look terrible. What's happened to your hair, your face? Oh, don't tell me she's attacked you again. She has, hasn't she, that manic midget of yours? Is, oh, you look insane. Sister, you so soothe my stress, placate my pain, but really, could we massage my mind another time, eh? You know you haven't got a clue, have you, about life? Look at you, the realities of it. The state of you, no hair, no eyebrows, battle-scarred, reeking of booze. Why don't you just settle down and follow my lead? Oh, you've got to be joking. Are you hinting that I should also be suffocating in suburbia, yeah? under a, a mound of happy nappies only? Sister, leave it out. The, the creation of life, I leave to the birds and the brave. Nothing to do with it. That, my dear brother, is just you altogether, isn't it, eh? Running scared from the realities of any sort of responsibility, eh? No, sister. I am a persecuted, petrified single white male. A terribly endangered species, don't you know? Especially around this jungle land. Oh, you. You must learn to share your space. Stop, stop being such a heterophobic hedgehog, brother. I think you'll find that it's kind of phobia I'm terrified of. Anything having some sort of Amazonian tribal rule over me. That's it, isn't it? You're terrified of women. You know, it's a simple Freudian expulsion theory, you know. You show all the traits the second stage of the psychosexual development. You, don't, you know, do know that, don't you? Oh, you stop it with Freud. This, this Freud, the man was a, a sexual psychopath. A fornicating fiend. He'd be locked away today. God, he slept with most of his patients under hypnosis. Oh, he was a strong, charismatic genius. A leader of complete originality. Unlike you, I might add. He was a perverted public nuisance. Him is his offspring. Obsessed with mortal flesh and blood. Oh, you're a dreadful brother. You are a dreadful man. But you still fall into the anal expulsion theory of Freud. It's total excessive emotion. You realise that, do you? Sister, why don't you try a little transcendental meditation with Jung? Eh? Forget this old patriot perversion. Jung. Oh. By the way, how are the newly acquired spouse sacraments holding up these days? Eh? Monogamy. Monogamy and monotony. They go together. Sounds totally dreadful to me. Spice of life. That's the thing you need. 
Oh, remember our days of shagfesting, sister. Swilling ale and shagfesting. Oh. Brother, brother, you're dreaming. We're out of time. Hmm? The days of running around playing at musical beds are over. You need to... You need to find yourself a... Find yourself a fraulein. Build a nest, a warm and downy contentment. You'd... You'd love it. Would I, Heather, over my dead and beautiful body? Me... Servile civility? No, thank you. Tending to some fat fraulein with an outgrowing tongue and ingrowing toenails. Oh, come on, sister. You're sideways from sanity or sobriety. That's the problem, isn't it? You think that all women are going to end up as our mother superior. Oh, come on, sister. There is a matriarchal martyr in all women. You know that. You, you played the part. Come on, Joan of Arc. Queen Boudicca, Christ, you played it long enough. Steel braziered breastplate with a spare rib sword in hand. You were the women's liberation front. War crying at every puffs parade. You were the one leading them. You really do hate women, don't you? Because our mother and father slightly used you in their domestic train war as a battlefield or a motif or something. Are you joking here? Oh, come on, brother. You think every you think every relationship is going to end in that war-torn way? Sister, darling, have you forgotten my titanic loveboat? Do you know where everyone was left clinging to a piece of romantic wreckage? Hmm? Still clutching onto that beating blooded heart. Oh, here we go again, eh? A poor me prevarication song. You know, if you'd stop with the Chardonnay suicides every day, a relationship may stand a chance of survival. Sobriety is not the answer. You, you say, I know you keep... In fact, blinded by filth or blinded with faith. Hmm? It's both of them are a relief from this tedium of... the stark tedium of life's... Cold, cruel reality. You do realise that, don't you, sister? Brother, me and Roger do not drink a drop. And we are extremely happy. Oh, come on, sister. Leave it out. If you left out the lies, there wouldn't be life left. What's that supposed to mean? We're the parish's perfect people. What do you mean? What? I can't believe this pail of piss that you're now pouring me out. Sister, you've just dropped out of a five-year lesbian plan and parachuted your all-of-a-sudden heterosexual arse into a panic room with Dodger to build this new new baby farm. How dare you? I happen to be the perfect wife now. What? You've got that many sexual side salads on the go. It's just a matter of time before the main course arrives. What are you talking about? Oh, is a cruel word, isn't it? Brother Blacktongue. Always there, aren't you, with that mouth dagger ready to stab at in the moment, eh? Oh, oh, anyway, talking all things back, where is Dodger? I suppose he's doubtless building another advert to our world. Let's face it, he hasn't seen the real one in a decade. Oh, you're spiritually wicked. You need almost exercising. You need an exorcism, that's what you need. Roger likes you. He worries about Yes, and I worry about Dodger. When you've returned to the island of Lesbotica, 
to your Amazonian tribe, I shall doubtless be left here picking up his pieces and body parts. Why do you think I'm going to be leaving Dodger? Roger. He's not... He's not... He's my rock. Rock in a hard place, more like. How can you go, sister, from licking, sort of... Finger-licking Dixie Chicken to some toad in the hole, eh? How do you do that? Oh, you are just beautiful, aren't you, brother? Always. Why don't you always navigate to the negative, eh? That's where you can flounder yet another love boat. Possibly mine on some more rocks.